My entire life, I have questioned everything. Today, that's what I'm here to do. Have open, honest, sometimes difficult conversations. Welcome to my chronic curiosity. A little refill there? Probably better. So we got here we go. Well, hello, sir. What do you what do you got there? We have a little Woodenville. Wooden? A little bourbon. We're about to go full blasphemy mode here. It is not from Kentucky. Oh, no. <laughs> some Kentuckians are going to be upset, uh, as right. will some uh, Tennesseans. I don't think Kentuckians are going to be listening to this one. Yeah, probably not. Not yet. It's probably not. So <laughs> not it, it's, it's from Washington State, the great uh, state of Washington. Uh, you, 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 <laughs> does that leave a sour <laughs> taste in your mouth? I do. Washington's. <laughs> Real sour right these days. Like, oh, well, let me taste. Well, go for it. See what. I don't know. I, whoa, Jesus. Oh, that's a heavy handed pour there. <laughs> let me read the back here. You're uh, a heavy handed man. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was made from the tears of uh, Evergreen State as well. Oh, it? Jesus Christ. We're going to go there already, <laughs> huh? Just full throttle oh, right man. off the rip. So you've been, you've obviously been doing some dives into Brett Weinstein. A little bit. Is it Weinstein or Weinstein? I think it's Weinstein. Weinstein? Yeah, I think he, from everything I've seen, he pronounced it Weinstein. Steen, okay. Yeah, I think maybe, maybe, unlike, maybe, maybe it was originally pronounced Weinstein, but then the, he was like, oh, I don't want to be, you know, uh, looped in with that Harvey guy. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Cheers to that. Yeah, it smells good. Salut. It's a little oaky. It is. It's smooth. So like it's a it. it's a little bit better uh, about a week after you open it up. So it oxidizes a oh, little okay. bit and it's it's very good and neat. So we're we're obviously on the rocks with two cubes right now, but yeah, it, it's good and neat. It's super smooth. Yeah, it's 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 a lower proof though. It's only ninety proof. So it's not a heater. Yeah, it's not a huge. It's it's really smooth. I really like that. It's not hazmat. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's smooth. Unlike Washington right now, <laughs> just dogging on Washington, amigo. You started it. <laughs> you started it, bro. I literally just said Washington. Yeah, no, but you said it in that tone. Who you had that tone? Who? The, speaking of Washington, ah. Uh, what was it Duncan Trussell and Joe Rogan? Did you see the thing on their podcast about George Washington and not only being the slave owner, but uh, having his the teeth were from slaves? Yeah, I've, well, I didn't see the um, that podcast. I saw that I saw that he did that, but I haven't listened to yeah. that one yet. Yeah, obviously Rogan's one of my newly found favorites now. Thank you very much. <laughs> when you said that about Rogan, I was just laughing. <laughs> I'm like, why? Why do you have such a deep seated dislike for for Rogan? I didn't have a deep seated dislike. I just, I mean, you, what did you say about him? Oh, uh, I don't even know. 
it was something along the lines I thought of not not arrogant, but just I can't even I can't even think of what I I know that you just there was something about him that you were just like ah, I just I don't know I don't know about him and I was like well man just give him a listen yeah like, no I think that that you could, that basically sums it up yeah I just didn't know yeah he's a he's a pretty like even keeled dude man, kinda, he super is you know sent I mean. <laughs> He used to be left, but at, now now who knows what what the left is? And so I yeah, would but say honestly, at the same le- time, I don't know. I don't know what left is. I don't know what right is anymore. I don't know what any of it is. No, it's um, it's. Uh, I think we should, there's needs to be a new party. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> what, what would you, not even a new party. What would you name that new party? Um, hmm. well, well, there's. I don't know. Would their theme song be the Beastie Boys? Yeah, fight for your right to party. Party in my pants. Party in a different theme song. <laughs> what was that? What was that line from Step Brothers? <laughs> when he's at the dinner table, he said, "Damn, shut the fuck up." <laughs> <laughs> oh, as long as you're not teabagging my drum set, we're good to go. <laughs> no teabagging drum sets in this podcast. This is a teabag free zone, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, please. Not that I'm against it, just not on camera. <laughs> I'm not even going to comment on that. <laughs> Maybe. Is, is Corey Parsons hiding around here somewhere? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, well, may, maybe we call it like the, this is only because I have the book sitting in front of me and I just got it today. Like some kind of beyond good and evil party. I don't know. I, I, I've become a... I'm 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 going full circle. I've realized. I'm coming back to the old stuff. Like I used to read a bunch of books on my you know my phone, and and I I ordered my first book and probably like a book 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 yeah like book yeah book book pages that like you pages, can touch paper and bend and will become dog eared and you can smell it. Yeah, I, I like it. That's man. I've had so many people and they're like, "Why don't you rock the Kindle or?" Whatever other uh, electronic, and I do. I have it on my there. phone. I have yeah. a Kindle Paperwhite, which is really awesome. But I felt like some of the some of the books that I really want to get into. It's I need the I need the book, the meat. Yeah, I need to be able to the meat. No, I that's where I'm at. I, I literally keep a copy of of Blood Meridian almost on me. Almost in my vehicle at all times. I feel like I do you have two because I feel like I need I feel like I need to revisit that one because I have it on Kindle, but I feel like that's yeah. I feel like books like that are something you need to have in your hand because it's it's too easy. I think that's maybe that's one thing I realized. It's too easy when you're when you have it on a uh, particular on your phone. Yeah. Um, the the paper white is really nice, and I found that it's really nice. But I think particularly on your phone, if you're reading a book, it's just too easy to just keep on just swiping and reading and you almost get into that social media zone where it's just like, you're looking at it, you're reading the words, but you're not, are you digesting? You're not digesting. You're not comprehending. You're not really thinking about it. So that's, um, that's where I realized that, you know, I think I need to plus like, plus with the whole COVID shit going down, everyone's got these sweet backdrops and like, they got like the books, like all like stacked yeah. on their shelves. I'm like, well, dude, I've got a shit ton of books. If I got a sh- I got some books, but they're all in to... like, they're all in containers and shit. Well, let's you build, know, half of them are Bibles. Build some... 
That's not even a joke. That's, I'm being serious. We'll break them out. And we'll start seeing yeah. some bottles and Bibles. Yeah, maybe I'll make a maybe I'll make a bookshelf back bottles like behind you. And I can start um, putting them back there. Who who was the uh, who was the cartoon character in Charlie Brown that had the the comfort blankie? Oh, Lionel. Lionel. Lionel? Okay. Yeah. Lionel. Yeah. 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 So I feel like Blood Meridian is my savage comfort <laughs> blanket. <laughs> You're like, as soon as someone's like, oh, you're really fucked up. You think I'm fucked up? Look at my blankie. Yeah. <laughs> this is my Bible. Why do you think I'm so fucked up? Yeah. Oh, here's a reference. Here's your pink slip yeah, you to the psych ward. Yeah, you understand why I'm screwed up? Read this book. Because I read it all the time. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, it was, I remember, I got, I think I got about halfway through it. Um, and it was no fault of the book that I didn't finish it. I can't remember. I think, you know, looking back on it now, um, most of it was just me. I wasn't in the right frame of mind. Well, how how many books had you read prior to that? Was this kind of like you were reading before that or you just got back into oh, reading no, and I've, you jumped into that book no i've read a bunch of books i love reading sure um how much how much mccarthy had you had you read oh, before that never okay never um, yeah, that, that and, that's a different read it is it is a different read and i think now i think i can enjoy it a lot more um but i've read a lot before um but i think it just really hit me now talking about this book i just got I think that's a book I need to read with a tangible book. Yeah, I mean, it goes along perfectly with your Beyond Good and I, I've I haven't read read that. Excuse me. Have you heard it. of it? I have. I have not read it, but the themes of good and evil are pervasive in that book. And obviously, if you you said you're a quarter into the book, no, I yeah, probably I'd say maybe more than the that was over a third. I was into it to tour. I, I started understanding the story, and I think I just got caught up with things, and I wasn't reading a lot at that point. Had the had the judge made an appearance yet, Judge Holden? So it's been a while. It's probably been a couple of years since okay. I've read it. Since I was reading it, um, but I remember there was this. It's just pulling away out there. Um, he was. If I remember correctly, it was about a, a young, basically a young boy that got caught up with a, a military or a militia type mm-hmm. aspect. Group. Yeah. yeah. Um, they were doing some fighting in the hills. They got captured. Oh, oh, so you got through the ambush by the Comanches? Yeah. Oh, dude. Th- th- oh, my god. Well, I, I, obviously, I, I, obviously, I can't appreciate it as much as you because I don't remember it quite like that. But I just remember that they were fighting in the hills and doing all these things. And, and this kid was, was it that he was pretending to be older than he was or I feel cuz he I feel like he was really young he, he was like 13 he, yeah n- well like 15 I, yeah yeah I think so he was like four, yeah I think he got shot in the back by a boat swain on like page 3 <laughs> and yeah there's and a that, lot going oh, on oh there's a ton going there's on there. and then he they never even gave an actual name they just called him the kid yeah he yeah. was the and kid which I was remember, which I was think, awesome yeah so like he, the he, Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I think remember. I think the last kind of thing I remember vividly was him being in the prisons in some basically third world kind of. Yeah, he was in, he was in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Some, had, you, had you experienced Toadvine yet? 
I, I don't, like I said, I don't remember it enough. It was probably, I mean, hell, it's probably been three or four years at least. And, yeah. so, and I never finished it. So, um, it's, it's weird. Like you're talking about it. And I, I honestly, I read it once a year. So I read that book once a year and I watch the series. Why? Sons why of Anarchy. So why do you read it once a year? Who I, it just resonates with me. So there's so much allegory there and there's so much just beautiful classic language, if you will. And just a, an unbelievable story that kind of translates to, to modern day, if you will, uh, you know, in, in terms of races being persecuted, in terms of, you know, people going, hey, why am I doing what I'm doing? And then in terms of good and evil and just a kid trying to find himself in life, being surrounded by different people and going on an adventure and... Uh, I just, I relate to it, man. It, it's, it's brutal. It's savage. It's raw and it's life. It, it's, I'm not completely different story than what's going on right now, but I think you can apply all those adjectives to, to life today, just in a different sense. So it's just very relatable. And, uh, you know, one of the quotes, man, is, uh, let me, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna butcher it, but I'll, I'll paraphrase it here. <laughs> That's and, what people say when they don't want to say that they're butchering something. <laughs> well, I, I'm it's, just it's not gonna butcher it, man. I'm just but, gonna paraphrase it <laughs> because I don't, I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna say. <laughs> no, it, it, it 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 talks about war, and right. uh, you know, it, it just says uh, basically, you know, war was always waiting for man, and uh, you know, a, a man's soul kind of longs for war. Um, and I'm like, ooh. Dude, that's and, and I think that's a metaphor for just battle. And that could be an internal battle. That could be an external battle. Um and I was like, man, that's that's pretty profound. That is. I mean it's I, I mean, just that statement alone kind of resonates uh with me and you know, I feel like us and the origination of this right here. Um an intellectual battle, battle, whether it be not even with somebody else. Obviously, there's intellectual battles that happen all, all the time. Um, I got, Ooh, hold, dude, hold I got in a Facebook argument the other day for like an hour and a half. I don't hold know. So, but, hold, no, 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 dude, just let me interject here. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, no, no. The, al the ultimate trade waiting for the ultimate practitioner. I, I think that was kind of part of the quote there, too. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a well. Uh, you could even boil it down to a void needing to be filled. You know, they people particularly um, when it comes to civilizations and whatnot. They take they talk about you take out a leader and there's a there's a power vacuum there. And that's physics, right? I mean, anytime there's a vacuum, something's got to fill it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, even the intellectual piece of it you could be fighting yourself. Sure. That's what learning is, right? Yeah. You don't know something, you fucking figure it out. You're you're fighting yourself because it's a lot easier to just be like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to sit here. I don't need to do this. But doing going above and beyond. You're battling yourself. You're battling your own laziness. Oh, that's That is profound indeed. Plus, anyone who learned to speak Spanish to write a book 
has has just to write just a book. to write a book <laughs> just to write a book just and ah uh, man I wish I would have brushed up on it just a little bit it's been it's been going on a year well, maybe I, maybe maybe, we, maybe this could be like partially book club too. <laughs> Holy smoke, I hadn't thought about book clubs for a a book club. No, I'm not talking. The man book club. Yeah, the man book club. Um, Well, that was kind of like the reason that I got this book to Beyond Good and Evil. It was, um, and I know there's a lot of people out there that are critics of him. Um, But I I got the idea to read this book, The Beyond Good and Evil by uh, uh, Friedrich Nietzsche. Um, I think I pronounced that correctly. Um, from Jordan Peterson, um, he has like a kind of a list of, hey, here's some books. Like if you want, yeah, want to read something, here's some books. The JP list. Yeah, and it kind of surprised me um, because he's a Canadian psychologist that is a uh, professor, or at least was professor at a university. The last couple of years, I think, have been kind of fuzzy for him. Mechanic of minds that loves flapjacks. <laughs> so, and, and I just kind of, um, and I don't, I didn't mean to do it blindly, but I kind of, kind of fell in love with his, the way he, his speaking and his, his kind of, his, not necessarily his ideals, but the way he presented thoughts and ideas and items. Um, so it was like, you know what? Like this dude's a hell of a lot fucking smarter than I am. So he knows something. And some of the principles and, you know, ideas he's putting forth are incredibly um, thought provoking. Yeah. So I was like, I was scrolling the list. I'm like, ah, I'm like, so I'm looking at, and I, I realized when I'm looking through all his books, most of the books he recommends are, they're fiction or at least some kind of weird tint of fiction um like the uh gulag uh archipelagos that's not the i didn't pronounce it right archipelago archipelago like islands is that what you're yeah it's well it's the it's basically a a series of books written written by a person that lived through the russian gulags in the 1930s time frame right around there yeah um but the you know it was kind of a sense of what communism and all those things had done to the nation and the the work the labor camps and all these things but you know it's it's a very highly argued kind of set of literature that well it's not really fact but it's also not entirely fiction it was kind of stories put together and some stories may or may not be true and it's only partially true people are going to bitch at everything they're going to argue everything but it was um that's one of his biggest things was because he's real big on you know some of these historic things but i realized that like looking through the list it kind of surprised me that a lot of the books he recommended weren't you know historical things that happened um or at least in part you know, there were some, which I don't know, maybe now thinking about it now, it's, he was a psychologist. So maybe make believe is it's part of the human mind. That's what the human mind does. So sure. Two, you know. two observations, you know, we were talking about a book that, that deals with, with warring and, and battles Two of the people we mentioned, I mean, one 
Steen and Peterson have been through some serious battles. They have been psychological battles, yeah, as it were, which sometimes might semi physical. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, theoretically, well, I know, I know, I don't know. So, what if uh, I'm interested to hear what? So, I feel it's kind of funny because I feel like you you put me on the path that led me to Weinstein and Peterson mm-hmm. and Rogan and all these things. And then I took a real deep, yeah. hard swan dive into all of it. And then it seems like it's coming full circle to where you're kind of coming back to mm-hmm. the Weinstein thing. And you had said something about you were looking a lot of that stuff today. So I guess, you know, what, what do you, you know, just a, what are your thoughts on that at, at this particular point that, you know, you've kind of, you knew, you kind of knew about it because you let, you gave me some breadcrumbs. Yeah, a little but bit. But I don't think you realized the breadcrumbs that you gave me would lead me down the path that I did to end I, up leading I, you down the path that I've you have gone. I dipped my toes in the shallow end and now I've not dived headfirst into the deep end, but I'm wading in the deep end. Right. So, <laughs> I feel like you were like, hey, yeah. check out this water. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> Even though you only had your toe in it, and I'm yeah, like, now you're Fuck, a, I like water. Yeah, a connoisseur <laughs> I just, of the water. Yeah, I just jumped right in. And I'm like, hey, this water is pretty fucked up, but it's kind of cool. Maybe you should check it out too. <laughs> so, yeah, right. So, before we get into that, real quick, the second part of my observation. Oh, yeah. Sorry. sorry. No, no, no. Yeah. You're, you're fine. You're fine. Um, Blood Meridian. Blood Meridian. Oh. Uh, I got to write that. I got to I gotta yeah. order a copy of it. F- fictional, but, but based on some parts of nonfiction, interestingly enough. So it was based on a book by Samuel Chamberlain, I believe. And the book was called My Confessions. And Samuel Chamberlain was part of the Glanton gang, which is who, I don't think you've made it there yet. Eventually the kid uh, teams up with the Glanton gang. And the Glanton gang is kind of like the Gucci gang. Not quite. Not quite. They are commissioned <laughs> to hunt Indians, and they are paid for their scalps. Okay. And um, I don't know if I. It yeah, sounds familiar, yeah, but I don't. I don't yeah, know I don't, if I know I don't, because of the book, or just yeah, because of you know, probably probably just for me natural, talking about it. Well, yeah. or natural history. Sure. Well, yeah. It's, sure. It's um. But yeah, it's so it's it's loosely based on my confessions by Samuel Chamberlain and. Uh, the judge was uh, obviously the characters have been stretched and, and that's where the Naturally. fiction comes in. But some of the characters were actually real and some of the accounts were oh, not the same, but, but McCarthy drew off of some of these accounts. Like so, a good author would. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I just, I thought that was interesting that you were talking about Peterson and the books that he suggested being, you know, non-fiction or fiction with traces of non-fiction mixed in them and i'm like right. that's that's blood meridian so no for sure and i think and that's that's an interesting point too that you know a lot of authors do that and i think that they have a uh, a good author has a kind of special skill like that where it's that's pretty incredible they can they can take an idea that is real but form a you know story around it yeah and then almost make it feel real and then years hundreds thousands years later it's like oh well this must have been real and coming full 360 with that with the peterson how he taught he and i haven't dived into a bunch of this either but um he gives 
um, from what I've heard, some lectures and ideas, and he he bases a and from what I understand, he's not a particularly religious person. True, um, but he bases a lot of his um, not ideology. That's probably not the quite quite the right word, um, but a lot of his theories and different things on the Bible, okay, and the stories in it on how you know you know he would. Any stories or parables in particular, or do you know? Um, he, he talks, he has like sermon, he has hundreds of hours on of lectures and everything else about basically equating, you know, in a sense, good and evil sure. with the stories of the Bible where, you know, from what I've felt, this is just what I felt from, you know, some of the things he said that he kind of looks at it as, you know, maybe these stories aren't necessarily true, but they have become to be true through the dissemination throughout the years of these stories of of what is good and evil and how to you know i mean he really dives into the stories of how dude that that's a like completely different like inherency versus relativism when it comes to good and evil like how you if, if you believe in any of that or your thoughts on that and that might be Excuse me. Let me get close to the mic here. Sorry. <laughs> that might be a totally different conversation. At least fist. Yeah, fist, yeah, fist. Sorry, sorry. But go, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying he he. Um, I found it really interesting because, um, particularly with my past, that I've I've read the Bible. Yeah. No. Multiple I, times. I, I remember you saying that. Um, and then to hear somebody, I think maybe this. So I'll just encapsulate it mm-hmm. and boil it down. To hear somebody like that, or somebody in general, to you know, where I feel like they don't believe it at all. The, the literal aspect of it, they don't believe, but they believe the ideals and the stories and the truths of what good and evil and, you know, what man and what they're capable of to be true. The ideas behind the stories to be true and him to kind of reference those things of, Hey, just because, you know, you don't necessarily have to believe that this story is true or that, you know, all these different stories are literal, doesn't mean that killing your brother is, is okay. No. You know, the, the good and evil piece of it is still very literal and true. And it was, that's very interesting to hear you know, somebody kind of take that story and apply it. Sure. Super interesting. Um, so your, well, your question was kind of, as I have been waiting in the deep end, what I think of. Yeah. Weinstein. The whole. Weinstein. Oh, uh, Weinstein. Weinstein. Yeah. Weinstein. I don't want to confuse him. <laughs> Harvey guy's real fuck. <laughs> I think there's a lot of actresses that agree with you on that. <laughs> there's a lot of people in general. Yeah. Agreed. Um, to, in terms of the incident at, at Evergreen, is that what yeah. you're, yeah. well, just in general, cause you just said you kind of taken a, a semi deep dive into it. Yeah. You, yeah. You jumped in, you're, you're waiting, jumped you're waiting. In. In. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're I'm up about. to your nipples <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> belly button, you know, whatever Typically they're above the net when I play volleyball, but you know, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh. So no, it's certainly a uh, an eye opener of foreshadowing, um, 
like holy smokes this was what 2016 2017 yeah and then just kind of hearing him testify before congress and going wow like you know this was brewing and and it's yeah. obviously been brewing but you know it, it seems like it kind of bubbled up and you know it was a volcano and all of a sudden now it's just overflowing right so just to stop real quick there um or pause yeah um so for anybody that hasn't heard of Brett um, Weinstein and the Evergreen University debacle, as it were, I, I'd encourage you to to look it up and, and do the research yourself and formulate your own opinions. But um, I would say some three some main points is obviously the point that kicked it all off. Um, the the letter that he sent the school board, what had happened with the student body. After that, particularly with the so the dean, okay, and and what they the video there's because videos out there and they're they're pretty easy to find. Um, but what the what had happened with everything, the fallout from that, and what the and the day of exclusion, the day of ex that, well, that's the day of exclusion is kind of what kicked it off. Sure, um, sure. So yeah, so so just we can give a quick synopsis. Um, you know, essentially it was, I'm going to go over it real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Um, it was this, this college out in Washington, Evergreen University. Um, they have a day every year where. Hold on. S super, super liberal. Oh yeah. Like I, as, I, no, as liberal it's, as it comes. In, in a I very, mean, it's, it's Washington. Yeah. In, <laughs> but in a, in a very different way of, of teaching, which sounds like actually a pretty, no, it's pretty not, awesome. No, way of yeah. Teaching. When you, when you really dive into what, how the college really looked at the education process, it was phenomenal. Yeah. And you look at someone like Weinstein, Weinstein, man, now you're doing it. You, you, you entered it in my brain. And that's my, so you look at someone like Brett and his you can you can tell his passion for teaching and his kids. So he's a um, he was a biologist. Was he an evolutionary Evolution molecular biologist? Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a, I feel like there's a lot of titles tapped onto sure. his name because he's a smart motherfucker, yeah, super smart. Um, but so broad spectrum, what happened was this college, um, you know, very liberal, you know, very progressive. And very progressive in the way they, they taught and the way they, you know, carried themselves and, you know, allowed their students to, because um, I, I, I'm almost positive. I, I want to say that a, a big part of their, like their school board was actually driven and the students were part of it. So they, they actually, the students helped run the school from, from what I gathered. I could be wrong, but that's kind of how I gathered it. Um, but anyways, every once a year they had a day of uh, remembrance, as it was, um, to I think it, it was a historical point where there's a, there's a play that was done after it, and it was essentially it was all of uh, the black people in this particular town mm -hmm. once a year wouldn't you know go and do their work. They wouldn't they 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 kind of struck striked striked. I don't know. How would you say that if you? What are you trying to say? They, they go on. They go. They went on they strike. Went on strike. 
feel like there should be some kind of past passport. Pass, pass oh, no, 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 no passport symbols. <laughs> no, we're not doing it. So I think they, they just left. They, yeah. They just well, they didn't out. show up for the day. Yeah. So I think, I think from what I gathered is the, they felt like they weren't respected by the town. They were, you know, this was, you know, obviously back in the day where racism was still, well, most could argue that it's still a thing. Um, but they, they didn't show up to show the town that, Hey, we're, we are a part of this community too. We, we help make this, you know, we help make the world go around here too. Yeah. And then, and, and look what happens when we leave. Like right, it's, exactly. things start to fall apart. Yeah, like, so. And absolutely. So, so the school, what they did for that remembrance was once a year that on that day, they basically told, you know, they allowed um, people to say, Hey, you know, in day in a remembrance, like you don't, if you don't want to come to school, you get a free day. Faculty and students. Correct. Yeah. So it was, you know, if you want to show your support or, you know, just because you do come to class doesn't mean you're not showing your support, but. And that had been going on for what? 15 years, years at least? Years. Is what they yeah. Said. So, and so, which is a great thing. I am totally good with that. You know, it's a, it's a day of remembrance and a day to kind of practice your rights and, and to kind of remind people, Hey, like we, you know, we're, we're pieces of this puzzle. But then. But then. Um, so the this year in particular, uh, they decided that they, they told they, – they basically put the announcement out that, hey, this day instead of, um, you know, you don't have to come, it's white people you're not allowed to come. And Brett – Weinstein took um, kind of a and not really an offense to that, but said, "Hey, like this isn't this isn't right. Yeah. It's, it's one thing to allow people not to 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 show their support or to to protest, but it's one thing to say, hey, you're not allowed to participate.' Yeah, it's another thing to restrict them from coming to their job. Right. Exactly. So, and then things went off the hinges from there. And then it was a complete disaster and they were essentially fear mongering the Dean and the, the teachers and basically yeah, did, anybody that was white yeah, they, that showed up that day. Well, they, they barricaded them. They barricaded the, the teachers at a, in a meeting and then they barricaded the, uh, security. Yeah. Well, no, the, so yeah, they, they barricaded. Well, I think, I think I can't remember which happened first. But there's two videos out there that really blew my mind. Was the one I don't know if you've seen it, where I think it's the dean. Uh, it might be the wrong word for the president or whatever it is. Yeah, the was that was that when he needed to use the restroom and he was like, no, no. Okay. So I I think what happened first is there was a meeting like held in the you know the common area or you know the cafeteria or something like that. Bro, if you said I couldn't go to the restroom and I need an escort, you're <laughs> well, getting yeah. R. Kelly. Well, yeah, we'll get it. Well, well, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I want a piece on you. <laughs> Please continue. Yeah. So, no. So, I think what happened first was um, that they were in like a common area or a cafeteria or something like that, and they were doing like a little press conference. And you know, the I think it was a dean. I'm just going to use the word dean. Sure. Right? Um, he's up there talking, you know, and trying to like trying to figure out what what the students want. Like, yeah. he he's literally up there just trying to trying to be the guy to help figure the situation out, and naturally when you see somebody at a podium they're talking they're talking with their hands like i am oh now. i i know what you're getting yeah at and so like 
microaggressions. Yeah, and at one point, the student they started screaming, and they're they're the whole time they're yelling profanities, and which is whatever. I'm no. okay with profanities. Fuck, fuck, fuck. I don't care. Yeah, but, the, but come on, and, man. And the There's setting, a level of respect when yeah. you're up there speaking to a forum. And they're just they're screaming at him. And at one point, I, I seen the video where they make him hold his hands and arms at his side completely still because his hand movements are a microaggression. And I I'd love for somebody to explain that to me because I don't get it. Bro, but, I can show you it, what a macroaggression is. <laughs> <laughs> but so basically all was his power. And then to the point later on, they were in his office and there was a group of people in his office and they wouldn't let him leave his office. He had to go, he had to use the restroom and they literally wouldn't let him unless he was escorted and to the bathroom watched. And, and this is the Dean of the school. So that's, that's kind of the, the general synopsis. And then, Long story short, um, Brett wrote a letter to the, the school board and it wasn't appreciated. It was vilified and they ended up calling any type of science and math and STEM racist. And eventually him, because his wife taught there too. Yeah. And eventually they were both just kind of ran out. Yeah, and they taught the same subjects and then not even being run out. There were times where I think he was like riding his bike to school and he saw like a mob and he was like, oh, these people were, they have their cell phones out. Like, I must be imagining this, but I, something seems amiss here. I'm going to turn around with the police station and they were like, yeah, you're not imagining that. Like, don't go to campus, well, one go point home he was, and leave. Yeah. At one point he was called by the, the, the campus police department. Yeah. So it was the campus, you know, officers, whatever. And they, they, they asked him where he was at. And yeah. Like, like, are you, at, are you at, on the he campus? He's no. like, no. And they they're said, like, well, don't stay, come don't campus, come here. Yeah. Because the school board and everyone else told the campus police officers to stand down. And yeah. the students were looking for some car to car. Car yeah, to car right. with that's right. you know, bats and shit. Like he was like, Well Yeah, and they they I don't think they were trying to play a game of T ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's a general idea of what happened to to Brett and his wife over at Evergreen Year. And this was like a handful of years ago. Yeah. Um and it's eerily resounding what's going on now it, it was the microcosm that led to the macrocosm of today if you will yeah and he he certainly predicted it man he like i said he went before congress and testified and said hey like uh this is what happened this is what's gonna happen and phew, here we are yeah here we are and it's incredible i mean he has he has some really good interviews with uh um with with Rogan and, and a lot of other people, Peterson, um, yeah, yeah, Peterson, him and Peterson sat down and talked, and because he Peterson kind of went through a similar situation in Canada, um, as well, and it's it's creepy when you look at these, you know, interviews that were conducted three years ago, and if you didn't realize that they were, if you show somebody these videos, they'd be like, oh, well, obviously they're talking about what's going on right now. And then you realize they were recorded like, three, four no. years ago. You're like, holy, <laughs> yeah. holy shit. Yeah. Like, it lines up. Yeah, like it's super creepy. So I guess that was a, a real long loop there. But um, do you understand? I guess you're, I, I guess you understand why I took such a deep dive. Yeah, right once, once you start, Once oh, you yeah. start going oh, down yeah. the road. No, it makes sense. I mean, it all it, it fits. It fits. It was, uh, you know. 
it was kind of like that was uh, an open board and that happened and there were a couple puzzle pieces laid down and now all of a sudden i'm not saying the picture is complete but you can see a lot more of the picture and you're like holy crap those pieces were laid down before us i didn't know what they were i obviously wasn't you know i didn't have that foresight but i mean people that were considerably smarter than me did and they lived it so <laughs> yeah and they're, they're both very considerably smarter and that's and i think that's and i think that's part of the if nothing else what i've gotten out of that is the uh the thirst for finding people like that um you know and i you know brett describes himself as very liberal um and these terms are getting more defined and defined by the day you know radical leftist versus liberal is very different and you know right versus apparently there's fascists out there now i don't know but (laughs) all these things um you know a lot of people blame peterson or a lot of people put the 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 label of you know right wing on peterson um and i i don't i don't know all that but i think it really comes down to really brings it kind of full circle to you know the lens that we see things through why 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 is it always it's like a kaleidoscope that only has two colors blue and red why you know what I mean? Ooh, it w- is that a uh, is that some allegory to the current state of the nation through dichotomy as <laughs> as just you know two parts? Because that's what it certainly feels like. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I'd like to believe that there's much more than two parts to what to what our country has at this point. Um, I think it's there for the majority or the minority. I think for the majority. I agree. I think the minority is... It, they're just louder. They're very, very loud. I think the minority is very loud. And that's... Hey, we have you at a 10. We could use you at a 2. <laughs> yeah, I tell my kid that all the time. Like, bro, you're at a 10 right now. Let's back it down to a 7 at least. Like, yeah. um, no, and I, at least that's my hope, um, that the minority is the loud ones right now um, on both sides. True. You know, you know I could condemn the uh the always trumpers and the the never trumpers True. <laughs> the always and that's, trumpers that's, and the never trumpers i like, I like that you know, i think that's a, a very good way to describe it um but you know i don't know which one scares me more well i know which one scares yeah me i more. do i know i know which i know which one scares me more um but give it enough time sure i don't know which one scares me more yeah um but you know so let me let me ask you this because this was something that they never touched on obviously they they spoke about the events in the videos i watched and when weinstein talked about what he went through uh why do you think those students acted the way they did I I know I know I know like I don't ex- easy well, quick answer I'll go back to our um, our previous episode because their parents didn't beat them enough. <laughs> Which and you say that and you laugh, but me 
maybe they didn't have parents. No, yeah. Or no, dad. Honestly, and I know, I know you're joking. I know yeah, you're joking. That was obviously, that. Yeah. I know. But, and I know, I, I don't expect an actual answer to that question. Uh, you know, maybe postulate some theories on, you know, what do you think? But I, I didn't hear that question asked at all. Like, why, why are, why are these kids thinking like this? You know, where did this come from? Where did this sense of, uh, that silence is violence that, you know, if, if, if you're not standing up with us and, and throwing the proverbial fist in the air for BLM, uh, you're against us. Like, you know, any theories on how that developed on, on, and I understand like you, you can't see their upbringing, which I'm sure that plays a part in it. You can't see the things that they lived. You can't see, you know, what they were reading, uh, you know, a nature versus nurture, a predisposition for certain ways that people act. Um, I, I just wondered what your thoughts were on that subject. Yeah. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of factors that go into it. Um, and I think for, and I'll even, for each person, I don't think you can put them in a specific category. Sure. Um, you know, I think two people, there's obviously a lot more than two people out there that are, they're saying the same thing, but I think you can have, <clears throat> sorry. A little heartburn. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's coming back up. Um, I think you could have two, three, four, ten people standing together, saying the same thing, fighting for the same cause, and all for different reasons. Um, sounds pretty know. pretty damn convoluted, is what it sounds like. No, it is. I think. I th I think. No, I would say. Or are you saying the end goal is the same? It's just how we get there. The, I would the pass to the. I would say the the reason that they're there, and the reason, the path that they had taken to get there, and the the things that set them down that path. And the things that made them be in that position. Um, could be completely different things. But. They got there. By different aspects. Um, you know, it's. Bro, that was a super ambiguous. Yeah, I know. Super, super. So I, I kind of bring it back to yeah, me. Yeah, sorry. Look, look, just give me a little clarification. I'm yeah. not. I'm not trying to call you out. I just no, no. Please do because that e was even. Even in my head, I'm like, what the fuck am I talking about? No, it's okay. It was all there. I just couldn't e uh, formulate it properly. So, so e even in a very simplistic uh, explanation. So, so you said. You know, you were joking about their parents not beating them, but you know, there there could be a slight amount of truth to that in terms right. of you know discipline. They didn't have a father figure in there. You know, the, someone wasn't present. Like I, I just generalities. I just wanted to th like some ideas of what yeah. So you okay, think. so just a couple a couple different ideas. <laughs> I'm trying not to lose no, myself okay. on this. Okay. I got too I much just, in my no, it's head. Okay. No, it's yeah. okay. I was just reeling you back in. Yeah, so just I appreciate Mike that. Iconelli, woo, <laughs> yeah. just reeling you I back in. I was way fucking out there. Um, I lost orbit. <laughs> I got thrown out there by Saturn. Sucking you back in. Yeah. You so um, I think 
I think there's there's very justifiable things that could lead people to get to that destination. Sure. Um, and you know, for myself, um, I have experienced that you know single mother struggling, mm-hmm. um, don't have the money to go to college. Um, you know, I didn't have a good upbringing. Um, had struggles through my life, and I could very easily become an extremely bitter person and think we need to take down the man. Um, obviously, you know, I'm a white dude. You know, people see I, I grew up in the quote unquote country. Um, so there's that stigma there. But also at the same time, I. I completely understand the, and I think that there really is some systemically racial issues in the judicial system and how neighborhoods were set up and all the, you know, all these different things throughout history and loans. Lo- yeah. No, yeah. all, yeah, no, all, yeah. All those things. So I, I completely agree with that as well. Well, mostly agree with that, that aspect. Um, I agree that it, well, here erase all those two things. I agree that that exists. Sure. Um, but then there's also, you have to look at, there's also other immigrants that come to this country. Um, there's people that, you know, from China, there's people from Mexico, there's, you know, people from all these different places coming here and doing these things and they have a different set of struggles. Um, I think that the place that we get stuck in and the, the, where it gets real dark for people is. They want to, you know, latch onto that tribalism where, hey, I found a group of people that struggle like me. We're going to, we're going to stick together. We're going to fight this. But give me one second because yep. I'm, I'm, I'm going to a point and I'll lose it. <laughs> oh, go ahead, please, please. Um, so. I think that's one of our problems. I, you know, I recently, I don't remember who it was. I was listening to somebody and I was talking kind of formulating my own opinions as I went too. but you know, if you find yourself in a room of people and I think that's kind of where we're at at this point is, you know, everyone's kind of dividing themselves up in the tribes. It's this tribalism idea of we need to stick together for the, you know, our cause. Well, you find yourself in a room of people that have the same cause. If you end up, if you're the smartest person in that room, how, how much good is that going to do you personally? And I think that's, that's where it myself, that's where I kind of have that checkpoint of, and this is, what most people would put the prescription of more Republican ish on me is that independent self, you know, review the individualism. Like you need to have individual responsibility for yourself. Um, which I agree with. Yeah. If, if that's, if you're, if that's what makes me right centered because I believe that people should be responsible for themselves, then, Go ahead and slap it on me. But as being a an individual that's responsible for yourself, if you find if you're in a room and you're the smartest person in that room, 
And maybe you should find a room with people who are smarter than you to learn from them, to glean from them. Because by being the smartest person in the room, all you're going to do, and this is just, to me, this is just human nature. You're going to go, well, I can lead all these dumb dumbs. I'm the smartest person in the room. And it just builds your ego up. But building your ego up doesn't, doesn't do you any good. You know, but at the same time, you don't want to be the dumbest person in the room either. Because you may be out of your league. Um, and I, you know, I could find myself in that situation plenty of times, like put me in a room with fucking Weinstein dude's fucking smart. I couldn't, I couldn't, the only reason I could have a conversation with him because he's really nice and he would like be like, it's okay, man. Like, I know you're just a dumb, dumb. It's fine. Like, and he would have a conversation with me, but I think going back to the individual responsibility of if you're if you can't control your own life and if you don't have your own life in order how are you going to tell somebody how to live theirs and, and tell them why they're wrong or why this that whatever or you know what i mean so i think that's that's part of it and the other part of it is there's so much division amongst these rooms or tribes true that so many people out there can't just listen it's funny you know my my nine-year-old comes home from elementary school and they're teaching her to seek first to understand and then be understood. It's like, fuck. Yeah. Solid, yeah. Solid yeah. Like, I don't know what better advice you can give somebody through life. Like if you can't understand where somebody else is coming from, then how do you expect them to understand where you're coming from? So if, if you disagree with somebody, Try to understand why they think they are right. And even if they're way fucking off base, the very first thing you can do, if you really think you can quote unquote, save that person or educate that person, you have to understand why they think they're right in order to go, Hey, well, what about this? You know what it, I mean? I think that's what we need right now. I, I, I mean, can you imagine if people thought like that right now? there's too much Twitter and Instagram and just trolling. Well, dude, let me, let me, let me, let me reel you back into the, yeah, sorry. Uh, I, no, I, no, I don't, no, I don't no. know where, I don't no, know. You're, you're fine. I don't like, know where I started. No, I, I, <laughs> I was on board there. Like I, I was drawing it in. So let me follow up with this question. So tribalism, 99 out of those hundred people, jumped on board with the tribalism. They saw something they were familiar with. Mm -hmm. Maybe they didn't subscribe to that particular idea or paradigm um, or ideology. But they felt relatable. But they felt relatable. The one person. Where did that come from? What's your theory on that? It had to come from somewhere. You understand what I'm saying? There had to be some sort of an impetus, some sort of a leader uh, and, and, and like I said, I, I don't actually expect a real answer that we're, we're just theorizing now. Um, but I mean, I, do, do you think that you think maybe that person was, was persecuted in a sense? Do you think they experienced racism on a firsthand level? Do you think that it was youthful exuberance that read some books and, and chased an idea of something that they thought existed on campus and wasn't there? 
I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, this is purely speculation, yeah, I mean, but 99 of those people could have joined up with tribalism, but there was, there had to be someone that started this particular movement. No, and I get that. Um, I think it, to me, um, cause I have a very mathematical type brain. I think it's all boils down to critical thinking, taking in what you've learned, taking in your experiences, processing it and realizing the outcome, you know, two plus two always equals four. And then when someone's trying to get you to make two plus two equals six, you go, Oh, that doesn't make very much sense. Um, then it's exploring. So you have a very, and those, those, that's a pretty incredible thing to kind of combine, um, is a very, you know, pragmatic way of thinking and, you know, dude, I got to cut you off for one second. I'm on call and this is a, call yeah, well, no, we'll take here. a break. Yeah. Give me a quick well, second. I'll cut it out. So I, it's in my head, it's kind of like, particularly with the state that we're in right now, it's you look at someone like Martin Luther King Jr. Hmm. If I were all those people, yeah, those people, the black people, <laughs> you know, they want to say, what do you mean you people? What do you mean you, you people? people? Yeah. But if I were, if I were a black person during that time and having somebody like that, in that that movement going, man, I'd be pissed as a motherfucker. But a leader that they had at that time, Martin Luther King Jr., you know, he, he he was able to, you know, organize them and construct them, and they made their voices heard. They made a massive fucking impact. Obviously, yeah. He's still, to, I mean, still to this day, just revered. Oh yeah, rightfully so. So, but, what, but how close? What changed? So going back to to that is, you know, just is that that particularly the tribalism, and I think there was a hold on a second. Well, you, no, you, not you, not particular. Okay, I was gonna not say not particular. You don't think there was tribalism in the Million Man March? No, yeah, no, yeah, no, <laughs> not yeah. Sorry, not particularly was the wrong word. Okay, I take that back. Um, I think that's one thing, but I think that stems from a different issue of, this is just me just throwing it out there. Throw out there. Um, you know, <laughs> going back to our, the last conversation we had, um, you know, our parents fucking beat us when we were kids, maybe not, you know, you don't have to beat your kids, but so, oh, there was a, there was an established, Hey, you shithead six-year-old, that's not okay. You can walk through, walk through the Walmarts, and all these. <laughs> you know, and you see like it, something about when people pluralize. Oh, I love it. That's all I. That's I always pluralize. The, it's always the Walmarts, <laughs> as know? it should be. As it should be. No, and that's and I think honestly, I think that's one of the biggest factors in where we are today. Um, even because I was a real shithead, particularly when I was younger, I would say my mid twenties, I started figuring out that I was a shithead. Um, but even before I figured out I was a shithead, 
as a, as a very young teenager, I would see these little kids, I'd see people do certain things and then just look at them and be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you're being a real fucking asshole right now. Like, I know how to be an asshole. I'm really good at it. I'm not as good as it, at it now as I used to be because I'm not nearly as practiced. Um, I'm still pretty good at it, <laughs> but as a, you know, as a teenager looking at little kids or somebody else and going, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, to me, that speaks volumes. And I think that's, I'm just, just old enough to where, you know, we had the discussion that my dad was a military dad. Um, you know, and the few things that I got from one of, one of the, one of the good things I got from was discipline and, you know, respecting your mother and, mm -hmm. you know, respecting others and, you know, particularly women because here we go. Biologically as men, you are typically stronger and, you know, able to inflict more physical damage on somebody. So you, you should respect, and not only that, but what, you know, women can do and you know, or, you know, your man can do for you, whatever. I was going to say, bro, you better reel that back in yeah. just generally as a good human no. being. <laughs> yeah, I know. As a, as a, no, but I'm just saying like, as just being generally nice to people, not even nice to people, you don't have to be nice to people, but you should respect people until they give you a reason to not respect them. And I think there's a lot of particularly younger people that are that think they deserve respect before they've earned it and not in, in going even further of do they deserve respect yes but what they're doing is they are destroying the respect that they deserve before they've ever even earned it Ooh, that's pretty good you know and, and i think that's where we're at yeah it's it's which i guess they call that entitlement Right? Is that the word for it? <laughs> like, it's that's what they think. I don't like, know. In this day and age, you just make up whatever the fuck definition you want for anything. I, I don't know any of these definitions anymore. <laughs> I'm, I just don't get it. I don't know. But I think that I think that's the point where it's whether it's entitlement or these people think they have earned something they haven't. I don't. I don't think they have. I don't think they do think they've earned something that they haven't. I think they expect regardless of how I act, you should treat me good, which mm, I get it. If you act like a normal human being, I will treat you well. But if you act like a shithead, then you kind of deserve to get treated like a shithead. But we're redefining what a normal human being even means. I don't, Maybe that's what it is. Maybe they're not normal human beings. Bro, you going alien on me? <laughs> I'm just saying it's the the FBI <sighs> just said this summer. Oh my gosh. That there's UFOs that they don't know what they are. <laughs> or I guess that's the definition of UFO, unidentified. Maybe. All I'm just saying is we're just going to make a real quick jump here. Twitter, you got Dorsey. He's... He's kind of pretty. Maybe they got that version right. But Zuckerberg, 
You're telling me that guy's not an alien? Look, at, have you seen him? So I'm not saying Dorsey's an alien, but he is not a pretty man. <laughs> no, no, he's he is the version of what aliens thought would be a pretty man. <laughs> it's funny because it's true, right? They're like, oh yeah, this guy. You know, he's he's got the big jaw and the longer hair. Like, no, this looks like a, this is a pretty human, right? Oh yeah, that's a pretty human. That looks that's about right. I think I think I think it'll fool him. Jesus, bro. Is, but but, the, is, but version is one post Malone sitting here with us. <laughs> no, but he, like so so Dorsey might be like version one point two. Um, Zuckerberg is version one point one. He's a little more alien. What's, um, what's Elon Musk? Oh, he's version like one point four because he's a lot smarter. He's still a little his his facial. He's he has enough like the of the. Uh, <laughs> The, the visual aspect to be like, oh, that guy could be human. Then you hear him talk and you hear like, wait, he's scared of his own technology. Nah, that guy's an alien. <laughs> like, cause he knows what it's going to do. But, um, I feel like but you know who version 1.0 is? Lightfoot. Oh my God. <laughs> tell me, tell me she's not. Oh my God. She's even, she's weirder looking than most alien perceptions. That you, most alien sketches you see. I try not to judge on aesthetics alone. <laughs> well, no, that's why her her record comes into play, which yeah. is also just as yeah. terrible. They're like, no, we got this figured out. We we just take the guns away from them. And they're like, God damn, these people are resilient. They'll break guns in here even if it's illegal. They don't know rules. Yeah. <laughs> so no, going back to the original the yeah. no, the the number one, you know, the ninety nine with the tribalism, the one, um, you know, d discipline. You know, that's something you kind of touched on. Um, anything else that you can kind of, that you can think of as to why someone would think that way? What way? Um, the way of if you're white, you're racist. If you're silent, that equals violent. If you're not actively standing up with us, then you support racism and you're against us. Honestly, the most honest answer I have and the only thing that makes logical sense to me is that, and I think this has been proven, not... Not necessarily proven, but it's been displayed, particularly recently, um, is it is a forced narrative that has been forced down people's throats. And um, you tell a lie loud enough and long enough. Becomes the truth. Or, sooner or later, people are start going to believe it. Um, and I think that's what it is. And in, you know, I think that's, that's, and that's the point where it, it kind of breaks my heart because, and I've seen a lot of people start, starting to call it out. Um, particularly people in that group where you have this group of people that have been systemically 
you know, disadvantaged. You know, I and I think particularly through the the justice system is pretty rough and it's pretty gross how some things have happened. Um, and I, I think there's a, without trying to get out into crazy conspiracy theories or anything like that, but I think there's, there's been a weird thing that's happened that, you know, through the justice system and policing and, you know, how our government has, has come about where it's, it's all about money and power and controlling people. And I think, you know, that I think there's a, there's an awakening happening. Um, and it's 50, 50 from what I've seen. Um, you have people like representative, um, I think it's Vernon Jones, who is a, who is a Democrat, a black man. Uh, spoke at the, you know, the RNC, and he basically said, you know, I am leaving the the Democratic plantation. I am, you know, I, I think for myself. I don't have to have this groupthink mentality. Um, but then you have these, you know, large pockets of of cities that are being told, like, hey you know, you are oppressed and you, the government essentially is being set up against you. And I believe that, but I, 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 I kind of am starting to believe that the people that are telling these, these people that, Hey, and they're getting riled up and they're saying the government's against you, the government's against you, the government's holding you down. Those are the people that are in the government that are holding them down. So it's like, it's this weird, I don't think catch 22 is the right word for it, but it's this weird cyclical thing where you have, <laughs> it's a perfect example. So I got a brother-in-law. He, uh, he's an instigator. He will, he not, not anymore, maybe not anymore, but he is, you go out drinking with him. It's a phenomenal time. He um, was in the military, traveled the world. And so if you get a group of guys together, we go, they go out partying, go to the bars, whatever. And he, you know, he gets pushed by somebody wrong or somebody would do this thing wrong to him. And so he would, uh, he would work it out or, you know, push the guy and then, end up backing up and then the guy turns around, someone else is standing in front of him and he would convince that person to get in a fight with somebody else. And then once that fight is full on, he would literally walk around the bar once the bouncer showed up and he'd be like, whoa, whoa, what's going on guys? Like, why can't we all just be peaceful here? And he, and he would solve the problem. So not only was he was he the instigator, but he was the resolutionist as well, and he would just do it because it was fun. Do you think that's what society is aiming to do? Is to start the shit and resolve the problem in the same so that they look like 
the the golden children, if you will, or you know, the ones with the answers, or I. So I think there's there's multiple parts to that, but I think particularly in the in the last year, I think the Democrats have tried to do that, and I'm not saying the Republicans are innocent as well, or either, but um, I think they have started something realize that it's backfiring against them and now they're going oh shit kind of messed that one up the same thing goes back to hillary in 2016 saying you know half of the people that support trump are deplorables you so you think that's going to get them to vote for you <laughs> like what kind of dumbass shit's that <laughs> like i think so full circle i think that's what it is like i think they i think for so long, I think people have realized that, you know, particularly the, the, the government has used media and everything else to push these agendas. People have gone along with it, but now there's so much free media to be accessed and people are going so far beyond everything else that they can't control it anymore. And they thought they'd put this, like, they thought like, oh, well, yeah, I got this playbook. We got this down. And they realize, oh shit, the game's changing. And we, put a semi corpse up there that can't you know formulate a 15 minute speech on his own without talking about kids rubbing his legs and weekend at biden's <laughs> weekend at biden <laughs> old, old, old yeah. biden herber mm. <laughs> hey there kyle <laughs> Yeah. I see you wore the shorts with the big leg holes <laughs> that flutter so carelessly in the wind. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. My so I think that's I think that's both parties are at both ends of the spectrum going, what the fuck do we do? We don't know what to do. Um I mean, do you I mean do you see that any like any other way than that? Like I don't I guess I think a lot of people are, they don't know which way to look at this point. Like, yeah, I mean, I think there's still some centralists, if you will. And I think that, I, I think the purpose behind our podcast is obviously chronic curiosity. Through that chronic curiosity, it's exploring these ideas of where's the center at? Educate some people on where the center's at. Let's have some dialogue with people that are way over here and way over here. And why are you way over there and way over here? Which are some of the questions kind of that I alluded to or asked tonight to figure that out and see if each side can possibly understand the other side. If they can't, I don't know. I don't it's know. Dangerous. It's very dangerous. It's very dangerous. But I, I do believe that there is still a central party of people, if you will. I, I, think, I would hope so. I, I think that the that I think that those far rights and far lefts are still in the minority. Yeah, if, I mean, even if nothing, even if you can consider someone central, just the fact that they're able to hear what somebody else has to say. <laughs> There's so much that the people don't do that. Um, and I'm really looking forward. I. I I would love to find people that are 
absolutely disagreeing with my ideas because well, we've invited a few on on the podcast and they have declined. I, I have one particular that I would agree, um, but I'm looking for him. Yeah, I I want someone to disagree with me because I know I don't have the answers. I guarantee you that. You know, I just started diving into this shit a couple months ago. <laughs> so what, what made you dive into this a couple COVID, months ago? COVID, bro. COVID? Yeah, at first it was stock market. Okay. Yeah. Make it, made a little money in the stock yeah, market. Yeah, I was like, you know what? I was like, man, I saw one day I saw the stock market just plummeted. Saw these CEOs just slaying it. And you were like, yeah, and I was like, man, board. I was like, you know what? Like, And I thought, I was like, man, this is going to, something's going to come back. Like, it's got to come back a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I started learning about that. And then, um, you know, I kind of really realized that fucking, like, I obviously known it before, but because he was there, but I think, I, I think I can, I can trace it back to one point. I was, I was really looking, I was really watching the, uh, the democratic, um, nominee race. Okay. And I remember thinking, you know what, man, right now, the only person I can think of would be Joe Biden. He, he still had it then about a year ago or well, about nine months ago, he he's still seemed normal. Old, old Bernie wasn't a candidate. No, oh, I don't want him to take my goddamn money. Damn commie! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, and I mean, no, he he's he's socialist, you know. And I can, I guess, socialist isn't is such he, a is terrible he, is he thing. Is he socialist or is he like socialist light? He's socialist light. But the thing that scares me about socialist light is the idea it, of Marxism. We, yeah, because Marxism literally is the which. We won't get back into it, but Marxism literally is the idea of, well, we need to get to socialists, so then we can get you to communism. We need to fight the upper class to get to socialism, and then we can get to communism. And that's what scares me, um, because there's a lot of people that do believe in that. But um, I, I, the, my process thing as well, like you know, he was Obama's, he was Obama's VP. People really liked that. He seems kind of normal. And then once I started learning more about him and then he started talking weird ass shit and then you realize, and then the, the key point to me was he went to a, uh, oh, they were doing their traveling. And he, at one point said live to the TV, he was like, yeah, he's like, yeah, we didn't do very well. We probably won't do very well tomorrow either, but yeah, we're just going to go ahead and leave early and hey. We'll see you in it. We'll see you in Nevada. Do you vote for Trump? You're not black. Yeah, it was like, and then and then that happened. It was like, where the, f what the fuck are we doing? So then that's when I started the deep dive. But hold on. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, when he um, basically midstream was like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I was like, what the fuck's going on? Then I was like, well, it looks like Biden's out, and. And then all of a sudden you had, you know, Tulsi Gabbard and Kamala Harris just, and she just torched her. And then all of a sudden, you know, Tulsi couldn't be found on Google, like all these, it's just so, so much weird shit going on. And then all of a sudden, Hey, Biden's the nominee. It's like, well, like a month ago, he basically just said, yeah, no, I'm out. I, I, 
I'm not going to win. Like he basically just like seceded and it was like, what the hell happened? So it just leads to more weird conspiracy theories and, and crazy shit that like, all right, well, obviously, honestly, there was a point where during that whole process, I just thought in my head were like, well, they're going to put Biden in and then Biden is obviously, I mean, his cognitive ability is just down, you know, just degrading. So then they go, well, well, we got a, we got a good filler for him. Hillary, Hillary's going to be this filler. I honestly thought that was a possibility at one point because it was just so nonsensical. Dude, I don't know that Hillary's health is. I think it's pretty poor. Oh, and Biden's isn't. No, I. I, <laughs> I think they're equally as poor. I'm just saying. I I, I <laughs> yeah. think that either they're going, hey, she has some serious health problems, or hey, we we tried this before and it didn't work. Well, it's because she shot herself in the foot with the whole deplorable thing. But oh, I mean, and I'm not saying trying to not. try to impeach Trump and failing twice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like you know, I'm not saying I feel like Trump's probably like doing a line of coke a day just to keep. I mean, because he's like what, like 76 or something like that. Like, bro, like how are you? No, he's he's not doing coke. So not coke. I mean, he's on some like. Adderall or no, some kind of no 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 dude here's what he's on so that uh, that yes. movie, that movie yeah, what is what is he on well, I, so I don't a hundred percent know what he's on but think about the movie Limitless okay mm. and so give me some of that the, well yeah right seriously <laughs> so I'm not saying that he's on the Limitless drug the NZT whatever it was but what I'm saying is he has enough money they could obviously have someone design him drugs Barry Bonds had enough money. To have Victor Conte and Patrick Arnold design him drugs. So it wouldn't be out of the realm to go, hey, I need something that has amphetamine-like qualities that's going to keep me just ripping and roaring and and just take that every single day with, with hardly any ill health effects or will hide those ill health effects or the, the ill health effects will be Less than Biden and less than Hillary. <laughs> well, whatever, dude, think about this. Whatever stuff. he's on, Biden needs something. <laughs> right Double dosing it. <laughs> Double Dickler that? dosing it. Because think about this. Excuse me. Everybody who goes into the presidency, look at pictures of them at the they beginning and then four years later. It's like Benjamin Button. Bro, it's not even older. <laughs> it's, it's, like, uh, it's like Indiana Jones and the the uh the last crusade when that dude picks the wrong chalice and he just instantly <laughs> ages that's Turns what it's like mummy yeah, yeah he just mummified in in trump Stress. trump went in looking like a old ass cheeto with some fake hair <laughs> and he looks the exact same if not better yeah I, the exact same and <laughs> so, that, that man will just give speeches non-stop and <laughs> Think about think about Biden. that motherfucker doesn't even know where he's at, and you got a hurricane coming at you just nonstop. Like, oh my, it's not even fair. Yeah. So I mean, and a lot of people would say, and I might subscribe to this is maybe that's his narcissism. He just fucking loves it. He just well, I I, I know that he loves I feel it. He has loves it. Think about no, dude. Just <laughs> literally, just think about this for one second. Dude, you are the most powerful human being on the planet. That's all he's ever wanted. You're the most pop like <laughs> like you're getting roasted by Obama and he says 
hey, the one thing you're not and you're not going to be is the president of the United States. <laughs> he made it his fucking sole mission to like, dude, how shallow do you have to be? To, to digest that and make that your sole mission. And then you're going back to you are the most powerful man oh. in the world, in the world. And you're, you're going to respond to people saying, uh, oh, he tripped or he, he did that. Like, why would you even give them the time of day? Why would you even go, hey, I, I, I care about this and I'm going to respond to that. That just gives them a platform and credibility. <laughs> He, I yeah. don't understand that at all. <laughs> Honestly, it, it it's scary, but it cracks me up. No, it, I well, think it, <laughs> I think it cracks everyone up. But I, it, it goes back to what we were saying about the position of being the president of the United States. Yeah, and it's that's 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 the gripe I have with him. But at the same time, it's hard to argue with why he's there because. At least this is my thought of it is people are so sick and tired of the Hillary's of the bills of, I'm not talking about the Buffalo <laughs> of, of the, uh, you know, the career politicians are so tired of the Bidens. He's been, he's been a politician for 47 years. And you look back at some of the shit that he said, Oh, so now when you, you forget where you're at, now you're going to make a difference in the world. Get the fuck out of here, man. Like, you know, if you haven't done it in 47 years, just hang the towel up. Yeah. Like, hang and, it I, up. and I think, and I think maybe that's, that's what appeases people about Trump is they're tired of being treated like they're stupid. True. And Trump goes out there and he acts stupid. He he does, but he's not stupid. Which is he's not. But he but you know what? He you know what he doesn't do. He doesn't apologize. He doesn't pander. I know he doesn't. Well, he does pander. He panders a ish. Little. He he pander ish. But he certainly doesn't fucking apologize. That's yeah. For he sure. doesn't apologize. He doesn't. So like so for a lot of Americans, like I I get why I get the appeal. But God damn it, he is the leader of the the free world in it as it were i don't know what that means anymore but oh man it's just gabbard crenshaw 2020 i don't know man bro he thinks he's still on the apprentice he's just firing people yeah, he's with, those, like, ah. with those paris deals hey you're fired we're yeah. pulling out fired. yeah fired nato dude, well like, okay we'll pull it dude, back it, it cracked me up when uh he came back after the dnc he was like did you see that press conference when he was like, well, he was like, hey, good, glad, good to see you all. Hope you had a uh, a great weekend at your convention. <laughs> like all the reporters, he's talking to the reporters. Like, no. like, and then he tweeted the other day, like, what was it? It was something about the Dow Jones. It's the highest it's ever been. You're so lucky to have yeah, me as your president. president. I was I like, know. are you fucking serious? Like, is this real life? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You, you, you just delve into the, the, the DSMV, the yeah, Diagnostic like, Statistic Manual, and you're like, let me look up the de definition of narcissism. Oh, there's a picture <laughs> yeah. of Trump. <laughs> and it's like, is this real? I don't know, but I just, it's chaos. But I think we're lucky. To it, all, all of that included, 
I mean, I don't think there's – if there's a person that's living in America right now, I mean, not ape. There's some people that have a fucked up deal that can't be denied. But um, as far as a general statement, um, as far as countries go – Dude, let me let me I, ask I you. I still pick America. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, how many other countries have you lived in too? I mean, no, yeah, no, I, I get that, but maybe I mean, I Canada, Canada seems nice. Canada, Green, Greenland, and Iceland seem pretty nice. Um, maybe Iceland. I don't know about Greenland. It depends on what you're. Antarctica seems pretty nice. <laughs> Australia, but I mean, all what well, I guess. You're right. There's there's still there's a lot of great places in the world, but um, there's a lot of a lot of really shitty places in the world too. I mean, I I this is really, I'm not moving. Yeah, no, me. No, if I was I mean, moving. I would have moved. Yeah, no. I would say I think the best way to I've 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 heard it explained is, uh, you know, America's the great experiment. It's it's That's, an experiment. That's it really is as far very as very well put. Yeah, as as history and everything else goes, that like I think that's one thing we need to keep in mind is that as far as you know world history goes, fuck, we don't even know how to walk yet. Yeah, can we scrap the current experiment and start a new one? Or? <laughs> no, well that's what it sounds like fucking Chaz is trying to do. I don't think oh, we want to go that route. <laughs> Chaz is gone. Oh yeah, that's yeah, but Oh man. Do you <laughs> Oh jeez. <laughs> you had to laugh before that one. I did have to laugh before that one. Do you think Trump like actually gives a shit about America? Like I know we're joking about his narcissism and um yeah, we've talked about well we actually haven't talked about some of the things he's accomplished, but do, I mean, do you think he genuinely cares about America, or I mean, do you think it's a self-serving narcissistic power position that he's in, and that's why he's making the moves that he's making? I don't know. I don't think anybody does. I'll I'll even sit, go as far as I don't know if he knows. <laughs> Bro, he's he's on a roller coaster. He just broke the lever. He's like, "Fuck it, I'm staying on this bitch the whole time." I I don't even know. I don't even think it's that. I I ain't getting off till I crash. I think maybe he did even on purpose. He's like, "Fuck, who needs brakes? (laughs) Fuck this motherfucker!" I'm just woo. Dude, hands up. Just do you think you think you think it was a hail mary? And when he won, he said, "Oh shit, I won." Honestly, I, what am I, I going to do now? Yeah, I think honestly, I don't think he was even planning on. It. I think he was just a troll. I think he was just trolling it until like three quarters of the way through until this he is a realized hail fucking Mary. Dude. Not even a hail mary. I don't think he ever intended to throw the pass. I think he was just like tripped, slipped, I think, fell. I no, I think it was more of a. Uh, you know, people have that like. I've heard the the discussion of like what's the, as far as professional sports go. What do you think would be the easiest to go into it and fake it and how like and last the longest until people were like, what's your sport? Like that guy doesn't belong. Here. What's your sport? Well, yeah, but that's hard because I, I know how to play some sports. One sport. If I like, even if I can play them or can't play them, be objective. That's a good question. Um, 
it's hard because sports are fucking hard. I'm going to say a baseball outfielder because I can strike out and look good because everyone strikes out. <laughs> and then the other, the rest well, of which, it. Which outfield position? Depends on which team I'm playing. <laughs> I mean, I'm naturally the, the, the go-to would be right field. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I think I could feel, I think I could feel a couple balls and I feel like if I, if I wasn't going to be able to make, I could fake it and you know, but I'm obviously I don't look like a right outfielder. Um, but I think I could, I think I could fake it as a, cause all the other sports, I don't think I could do it. Yeah. I don't know what I don't cause golfing. I mean, golfing people, that's ridiculously hard football. I'm a big dude. Football, I get destroyed. I'm too slow. Golf. If I saw myself in those pants, I'd have to kick my own ass. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes pants can be nice. Football. Like, football, the head injuries. Not fun. Oh, well, no football. Like, I and I played yeah. football for like nine years, but I, there's no way I could step out on an NFL field and not embarrass myself. I saw that with Manziel. I remember we – the the only time I've ever been to an NFL game, um, we got tickets super close. They were uh, my um, got them from my my mom and uh, her fiance. Um, they were like tickets that like he had had from like the owners of the company he worked for. We okay. were like on the forty yard line. Sure, good like, good, row, good seats. Yeah, forty yard line. Good Brown seats. Stadium, row twelve. Like we were right there. Like True. you showed up like fifteen minutes late to the game, and everyone around us was like, "We were wondering if you were going to show up." Like that's how like yeah, like they were going to take your seats. Yeah, like it up. was like what the fuck? They these people are good. sitting in row twelve. Like, and it was the it was Manziel's first start. He was playing the Steelers. Whew. I've never and I've like I said I played football quite a bit. I've never seen somebody so scared to death on a football field. It was when that, uh, I think it was, I'm going to mess his name up. Cause I think it was Paul Moloff, the soap, Paul, Moloff, what was his name? <laughs> I know you. I know he's got the crazy hair. Yeah. yeah and he was, he fucking crushed him and he yeah. did the, he did the money oh, yeah. sign or oh, whatever. Yeah. Oh, and he yeah. got, he got a 15, you know, for non-sportsmanlike conduct, sure. but I've never seen somebody so scared on a football field and he's starting on an NFL team. And I'm like, no, that's, that's, that's a place of fucking lions and wool. Not even a place of fucking bulls. Fucking, you got 350 pound men yeah. running a fucking, I don't know what a good 40 is, but a good one. <laughs> like, yeah, it's 4 4, sub yeah, 4 4. Yeah, it's, it's insane. So, like, that's, that's out of the question. You know, I think baseball, because baseball is one of those things, even if you can swing a baseball bat even close to how it's supposed to look. Particularly in the was it the National League had the pitchers actually have to bat? bat yeah. So like if you can if you can even make a baseball swing look okay, and then if you're in the outfield and hopefully nobody hits the ball close to you, I think that's the only chance you got. Do you, I mean do you have a better idea? I was thinking alternative sports. I'm gonna lay it on me. Pro ESPN the Ocho. Ocho Cinco? Dodgeball. <laughs> that's, not a, that's not a professional sport. 
Look it up, Fred. God, no, it's not. How about badminton? I, I would even argue that the NBA is not a professional sport anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not even going to touch that one with a 10 foot pole. Another day. <laughs> Another day. Another day. They did have record low viewership recently, though. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, is that where we ended on with the bad taste in our mouth? Oh, this bourbon's good. So, this but is yeah, delicious. Those, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't know how we got on all that, but um, a good little tangent. Yeah, a little little tangent. I think that's the idea. Um, I feel like particularly with the environment that we have now. Um, unfortunately, it's going to be a little more rocky, a little rocky and politicized and we're just getting started. Um, what, uh, I don't know, man, there's not one answer. There's not one general answer. I understand that, that like, Hey, how do we solve this problem? But like at least some preliminary steps in the right direction. What do you think those steps are? Discussion. This right here. Just open dialogue. Open dialogue. Just people and, listening to people, people not judging. And people talking, engaging. Yeah. Um, you know, I told you about, you know, I had um, by my own um, fault got into a an hour and a half long Facebook, de, you know, debacle. True. Day. And, I, and I knew what I was walking into. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was... It was a discussion about the Rittenhouse kid, um, which obviously we don't, we're not going to get into. Hi there, cow. <laughs> but it was, I, I, I saw two people arguing on Facebook. True. Um, on a friend's page that I, I don't, you know, I don't necessarily converse with no. often. And I had no idea who these two people were. True. But I saw somebody, and I've, I've tried to do this recently. I saw, and I'm just going to let, just real simple, there was the typical right-wing defense of Rittenhouse. And then there was the left side um, attacking, you know, the the opposition of yeah. that. And he shouldn't have been there, but, you know, the right person, well, yeah, he was there legally, blah, 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 whatever. Not going to get into it. Maybe some – probably not some other day because it's there's going to be so much other – shit that happens Ooh, i hope not Dude, there was already a person killed I know. yesterday in dc what was that there was a guy killed yesterday in dc by the cops i didn't hear about that one yeah i didn't hear about it either until like today someone else but he had a, apparently he had a gun in his hand surprise surprise um but regardless so i saw these two people arguing and and i would i would i don't know i'm somewhere in the center some days i'm more right than i am left some days i'm more left than i am right um, but I saw this person that obviously had a a liberal stance on it. True. And, you know, there were two people that had this liberal stance versus this one person that had a conservative stance on it. And the one person, they were going back and forth, but the one person particularly was was name-calling, just throwing, just throwing, you just being a jerk. True. And so I was like, and I've and I've kind of found myself in this position of, hey, let's talk. Like we just said, you know, the, I think that's the only way we're going to get through this. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about Perpetuate things. Perpetuate dialogue. Let's discuss things. Let's understand before trying to be understood. And I just made the comment of, hey, 
you know, if you want somebody to, to come to your side and if you want them to, to understand your side, the very worst thing you can do is begin by insulting them and calling them names. You mean like sending tweets out? <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. I do. No, yeah, no, I don't. Exactly. I'm but joking. that's the point. I'm that's joking. But that the instant you start calling sure. somebody names and start trying, because when you're calling somebody names, you're trying to um, antagonize them. You are trying to offend them. Sure. The, then, then the argument falters and you lose credibility immediately. That's exactly what I said, too. Um, you know, and I didn't disagree or agree with either side argument, but it was just like, look, like, Hey, if you want to have a discussion, if you, if you really want someone to see your side, then maybe you shouldn't, you know, be aggressive and call somebody names for no reason. Yeah. That doesn't I mean, really, no that, yeah, that doesn't like, it doesn't help explain your point of view by calling someone an asshole. Yeah. Or, it just makes it, it you an asshole. I, yeah. It, and it, <laughs> it certainly it does. doesn't help your cause either. Like it, it. Like we said, it, it just kind of, uh, you lose the credibility that, that, you know, you had and people are like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to listen to this guy. Like he's just insulting this person. Like that's fallacy 101. Like we said, ad hominem, like he's just taking it to the man instead of sticking to the argument at hand and presenting reasonable facts that someone can understand and having open dialogue. Absolutely. Cause that's, what's going to get somebody to go, Oh, well, okay. Well, you know what? That makes sense. But as soon as you're like, hey, you're being a fucking asshole. Or, or, or even maybe not like, hey, that makes sense. But, oh, I'll think about that. Yeah, I'll, or I'll respect your yeah, opinion. It, there you and we go. can agree to disagree. There, yeah, yep, yep. I will just. But there, that, there's that a little bit of respect. respect yep. That's gained there. Yep. And that's kind of what I was trying to do. And it was, um, you know, ultimately, it boiled down like literally like it was like an hour and a half, two hours later, maybe even more. Um, the one person responded was like, well, I'm not going to respond with, with reason to somebody that thinks this, that, whatever. I wouldn't have a conversation with someone that didn't have reason. Yeah. And so like, well, even before that, um, you know, I, I had said that I'd mentioned that like, well, if there's a point where I'm having a conversation with somebody and I feel like I need to call them names, it's a lost cause. Like, then why am I having a conversation yeah. with somebody that I feel like calling names? The lack of reason equals a lost cause. Exactly. And and vice versa. As soon as someone starts calling me names and acting like a, you know, an elementary school student, like I'm not going to have a conversation with you because there's, if you're calling me names, like that completely obliterates anything else you have to say. No. So like, and then I kind of said that. And then like towards the end, um, and this person was like, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to argue and, and have discussions with, you know, with reasonable things with these people. So it was just like, oh, so you're not, you, I literally, this is how I ended the conversation. I was like, understood. You're not using, using reason. reason. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Just and then I ended the, conver end that, conversation, that was the, end of the right conversation there, yeah. that right there. It was Anything like, okay. Anything after that is just a waste of your time. Yeah. And I was like, that's the exact same thing. I was like, well, I'm not going to waste my time with someone that is calling me names or I want to call names or someone that's not using reason. So I was like, good enough. See you later. I tried, but I think that's, it's dialogue. We have to have dialogue and have to be able to disagree. Yeah. What, dude, what, 
what the hell do you do when when a large percentage of the nation is like that when they're like yeah we're we're not going to have dialogue we're just going to insult we're not going to consider anyone else's ideas but our own we're going to we're going to come over the top with your ideas we're not going to listen to you like I, there's no effective way to get through yeah you i mean i think the only way to do that is to be better not better as in you know, better than them. You just have to be a good person. So what do you what do you do? Stop talking, pull back, and then if they want to, if I, they want to revisit the conversation at some other point in time when they're more sensible, you do, or you just say, "Hey, in the grand scheme of things, the only thing I can change is me. Let me focus on me and me alone, and hopefully through the focus of me and bettering myself." I can change others around me that are influenced by seeing that, hey, I've grown as a person. Yeah, I think it, I th- I, it's a good point. Um, I think it's a little, bit of, a little bit of both. I think it's you test the waters. Um, to me, at least that's the way I look at it, is it's, you know, change, your, change, change myself, change the way I'm, I'm thinking, the way I'm acting. And then just every once in a while, you can kind of dip, dip your toe in the water and go, hey, He'd like to have a conversation with you. And if they show themselves to be, you know, incapable of having that conversation, that's okay. Back away. Because what if someone's not capable of having a conversation, there's not gonna be anything good to come True. out of it. True. The, the the best thing you can do is walk away, at least in my mind, you know, and I think it, it I think if we do that more and more with people and engage people, and that's and you know, the idea of, of this whole thing, it's not just politically. Um, it's, it's difficult because there's so much, so many things that are politicized, particularly now. Um, I feel like everything's politicized at this point. And it's in it's time. disgusting. So that's what I know. So just, um, I know it's getting kind of late here. So we're going to kind of wrap this up, but then the next, I know the the next one we have planned um, is going back, kind of revisiting the, not necessarily revisiting Weinstein, but visiting something that he's put forth in the election and all these things, and then beyond that, um, you know, I know we've we've discussed and we're really looking forward to having conversation, just interesting conversations with a bunch of different sure. interesting people. Sure. Um, you know, all the way from aliens and everything else, <laughs> whatever it may be. Um, that's the idea, but aliens, I know aliens literature. Yeah. All of Ayahuasca and DMT. Start your own book club, whatever it may be. <laughs> um, but that's, that's the idea. Um, but it's, it's, I, f- at least for myself, I feel like it would be a disservice to do something like this and not have open dialogue with people. Cause I think that's what we're really needing now. So if you, uh, let me, maybe we can end with this. Yeah. So if you had to tell the listeners one thing, you know, one way to make an impact or one way to, you know, is it, is it open dialogue then? Is it, is it listening? Is it asking questions and truly listening? Or what do you think it is at this point in time with the state of the nation, the way it is, what do you think is going to make the greatest impact at this point in time? And dude, that's a big question. That is a huge. Question. It's a huge question. Um, 
And I know there's not really one thing, but we're, no, I, we're, I, we're I ending it. We're limited on time. So yeah. I think for me, it's you have to be true to yourself, but you have to understand that the person that's looking at you, you know, regardless of where you're at or that you're looking at them through the TV or whatever it is, that they need to be true to themselves as well. Um, and if we, if those two people, regardless of who they are, can give that other person the opportunity to be true to them. So that dialogue, the listening, the capability of saying, Hey, I hear you, my fellow human being. I may disagree with you, but I hear you. And let's talk about those things. Um, and even more importantly, the capability of allowing yourself to understand that you might be wrong. God knows I've been plenty wrong and I've, I've experienced it throughout my life. And I think that's one of the biggest things is the ability to allow yourself to be wrong and to understand, but still stand by what you need. Sounds like chickity check yourself before you wreck yourself. Big dicks and yes. Shotgun bullets or is that better? Shotgun bullets are bad for your health. Should I, should I go on that route instead? <laughs> no, no. Well, well, so no. I mean, to me, I, I think it's that, and that just boils down yeah. to communication. Yeah. It's being allowed. It's being allowed and allowing yourself to receive open communication. That to me, I think that's what it is. Yeah. And it's, and, and you know what? People are going to disagree. People are going, people are people. People always be people. You can't change people because that's what people are. True. But you have to allow people to be people. And you have to allow, and in and, and that same sense, you're allowing yourself to be no. what you are. But don't, you don't have to shit on people just because they disagree with you. Well, I mean, what, what would what would you say No, I, is, I, is the I, key? I, I think going back to the what you said there, the openness of communication. So kind of that self-reflection when you talk to someone else and going, hmm, let me think about this. This is what I thought, but maybe it's not right. Or maybe it is right, but maybe there's room to change a few things to consider someone else's point of view. And you go, I can adopt that. I can't adopt that. But keeping it respectful, keeping the dialogue open, being willing to learn, and being willing to listen. I think that's what it boils down to. I agree. Keeping curiosity alive. Chronic curiosity. Aired it here. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Fuck party. Gotta fight for your right. Temper!